Hello and welcome to the, the Cinema Australia podcast. My name's Matthew Eels. Uh, there wouldn't be an Australian under the age of 35 who doesn't recognise that theme tune. Uh, it's Round the Twist, the quirky children's television show played in schools all around the country to unsuspecting students whose uh, teachers needed a cigarette break. Well, mine did anyway. Uh, it also starred our next guest, Jeffrey Walker, who played the fan favourite character Bronson in season two of the show. Uh, listeners may remember him by his smelly feet. Uh, Jeffrey is now an incredibly successful filmmaker, having directed a whole heap of TV shows, including uh, Jack Irish, Rake, Angry Boys, and the dizzyingly successful Dance Academy. He also recently made his first feature film, Ali's Wedding. Uh, during this interview, uh, we discuss Round the Twist, which Jeffrey calls the most iconic program he's ever been a part of, and his love of the film and television industry, amongst other things. Uh, but I began by asking Jeffrey about the Australian premiere of Dance Academy and how it all went. Anyway, enjoy. It was wonderful. I, you know, I it's so rare for an independent Australian film to get a you know to have a premiere and a big release that Studio Canal have afforded us uh, through their you know belief in the film and the existing fan base and everything. So it was it was very very special. Um, and uh, and I think we were all giddy to completely frank, we all care so much about this project, it's so much uh, a part of our life, given that we've all worked on it in some form or another now for eight years, so, uh, you know, to get to see those fans, uh, you know, turn up in, in such large numbers, watch that film on such a big screen with such big, you know, Dolby Atmos surround sound and, uh, you know, a full theatre, I mean, everything, things like that to, you know, to a filmmaker and to the cast, the things we'll never forget, they're very, very special. Uh, so you last worked on the uh, TV series back in 2010. Uh, how did it feel coming back to this world? Oh, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, to think that you'd cast your film, you know, eight years or something before you uh, before it's released is a very strange thing, you know. But, um, but it was it's, it holds a very special place, you know, in, in my life, and uh, and it it, uh, it solidified a wonderful working relationship with Joe Werner and Sam Strauss, um, who were the writer and producer, and. Uh, you know, so it's it's and I you know having just cast those those guys and they're only you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old and now they're in their you know twenties and they're like they've lived the life and they've had the experiences of that series and beyond and so you know getting to re meet everyone and then be able to explore these characters um, uh, you know in a feature film format is just such a great such a great treat and a, and a real privilege. So did you have to catch up on uh, where all the characters were at in their lives or, or have you been staying up to date with the with the show? I'd watched a bit of my wife was in uh, the second series, I think maybe the third. So I'd watched episodes of it, but I hadn't watched it, you know, every every episode. I made 65 episodes or something, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I hadn't seen it, in, uh, you know, in, in its entirety, um, but I knew enough about each of those characters to certainly have a, you know, basis of what their history was. But it, it, it was important to me that the film didn't feel like another episode of the series in any regard. It had to be a complete start again. We weren't setting it at the, this dance academy as such, where they were, you know, high school students studying uh, ballet and, and doing their studies to graduate the contract. These are now, you know, people in their early 20s pursuing uh, their dream, and that dream is to, you know, either be a, you know, a professional dancer, an actor, you know, whatever, taking them all over the world, and, uh, you know, with all of the aspirations that young, you know, young people have for their future, and they end up, you know, these guys all have wrapped their identities up in their, um, you know, in their dream, and if that dream's been taken away from them, they're just having to discover what's left and I think that theme is not necessarily the one that was driving the television series but it's certainly 
drove the, the film. And you said that you didn't want it to feel like another episode of the TV series, and uh, it certainly doesn't. But uh, how did it feel uh, behind the scenes? Did it feel like uh, you were just directing another episode, or was it much bigger in scale? Or, or how, did, how was that? It was, in every regard, it felt completely different. You know, we had uh, obviously a much bigger budget than you would ever have to make, you know, the television show. I asked uh, the most experienced <laughs> craftspeople and, um, and artists, you know, to come and help me in the costume design department with Tess Schofield and Chris Kennedy, who, you know, designed, uh, uh, production designer did Lion and The Road and Lawless. I mean, these are, you know, these, and Mark McGrath, who's an extremely experienced uh, cinematographer. I just, I just lent on all of their experience to say, hey, you know, you need to drag me up, you know, to the <laughs> level that the film has to be to make it, um, uh, you know, worthy of being at the cinema and for people to go and pay to see it and not to just, you know, click onto a TV channel or Netflix and, and have a watch that, you know, this has to live on a big screen. So um, in every regard, I you know, the visuals and the performance tone and, uh, you know, being bold with the choices and so on, everything had to level up and, uh, and you know, I, um, you know, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, for the audience who have watched so much of the series, that this is a whole new adventure again, seeing uh, the feature film version. Wow, that's great. Uh, there's a scene uh, towards uh, the beginning of the film where Jordan's character is uh, teaching a bunch of young kids a hip-hop routine, and uh, I, I just thought that the kids had this incredible energy on screen. Uh, is that infectious as a, as a filmmaker? Does it force you to work at a, a, a particular pace? Well, I think there's... I mean, there's, it's, it's very beautiful, I have to say, filming dance, and I think also it's so crazy because... Uh, you know, I would say that the the cliche of a, of a film crew is that it's burly grips and lighting people and, you know, uh, <laughs> moving heavy gear around, and suddenly you're watching these beautiful ballerinas dancing in such uh, delicacy and intricacy, and we're starting to move the camera and light to their choreography, and so it brings out a very, very special um, quality, you know, in all of the people. I'm sure that anyone who's you know, worked in musicals or dance films or whatever it is in the past has experienced the same thing. There, there is a very special energy that comes from working on those uh, types of pictures, and I think that, uh, you know, the kids the kids are great because they also, you know, we have, a, a, even though the themes of this film, um, you know, probably skewed toward, you know, slightly older teen, I mean, the yeah. film needs to be enjoyable for 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds as well, and so being able to have some young people, uh, you know, being fantastic uh, dancers on, uh, you know, in, the, in their own right and also in the context of Christian teaching them and sort of taking them in and, and uh, you know, and imparting his great, you know, kind of background on them, I think that's sort of uh, hopefully something that you know, keeps keeps the audience, particularly the younger audience, you know, excited by it all too. Yeah. Um, uh, Miranda Otto, you know, obviously she's an incredible actress and she has a great presence on screen. Uh, what kind of effect did she have on uh, the young actors, uh, both on screen and behind the scenes? Well, I think they were thrilled that she... It, it, that she was doing it. I mean, it, it validates to us as a um, as a production when you know you have an actor of her, um, you know, great taste and experience, you know, choose to come and join your project. Um, and I think it's a treat. It's just a treat for everybody to you know that they knew that Miranda was coming. That Jenya knew she'd had some very big scenes with Miranda. And uh, you know, the great thing with with the Otto family is that uh, Peter O'Brien, Miranda's husband, and uh, her father Barry have all been in the series. So it was about time that Miranda joined the joined the team. I think so. Um, yeah, we were we were very lucky. I've worked with Miranda before, and she's an, uh, a, just an incredible delight. You know, she's incredibly professional. Uh, she's extremely beautiful on camera. 
um, and she had all the poise and the gravitas that, you know, we wanted, and she just came in and said, listen, I don't want to be arch or play the baddie, I don't want to do any of that stuff, I just want to, you know, just play someone who's a little highly strong and, um, and you know, particular and, uh, and not too manipulative and all this sort of stuff, and I said, great, you know, you slide it into that zone and I know exactly where to place it, so, um, yeah, if any opportunity I have to collaborate with Miranda, I'll, um, I'll jump at it because she's amazing. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Um, at the beginning of the film, I wondered if there was a, a black swan influence in terms of style, and uh, I remember one of the young girls actually even brought up Natalie Portman. Uh, so I was wondering, yeah. was, was was that film a, a reference at all for uh, some of the bigger dance scenes on this? Absolutely. I mean, I, I thought, when I watched Black Swan, uh, because I have, to, I have to say that some films in the dance genre are pretty cheesy and pretty light, and there's not much depth to it, and they don't truly show what it is to be, you know, to want that you know, professional dancer life and the psychology that goes on, you know, with particularly in ballet, it's it's torture. It's a, you know, you are just you're you're gonna spend a lifetime stewing in unattainable perfection. So good luck to you on that one. You know, it's like it's just that's a hard thing to carry with you, particularly as a young person. And what Aronofsky did with Black Swan is even though Alfred was certainly not in the horror thriller vein, you know, that's yeah. his bent on that, but he just this genre doesn't need to be cheesy and it doesn't need to be uh, light and it doesn't, you know, you can actually really uh, get into the mindset and so while Bowser's sort of anchored, our stakes are anchored in, in more uh, like a teen drama, uh, you know, um, level of stakes that we then let play out in dance, what he did that I thought was so wonderful is that he took the camera, you know, not from the audience's point of view, but he took it on stage with the dancers and I, and I just thought, well, if, if that, if that alone, you know, is, is such a great technique um, and it was too terrific not to play with. So, uh, you know, that was, it was, like you said, it was, that film was a great influence and also gave me confidence that, you know, we can, we can make something with a bit of depth behind it here. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I was you know, such a big fan of that film and, um, and, uh, yeah, and I think that Sam Strauss and myself, you know, love that film so much that, yeah, she couldn't resist a little nod to it in the film. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, as, as you mentioned before, Dance Academy has an incredibly large and loyal following of fans. Uh, d- does that play on your mind when you're working on, on something like this? Completely. You know, uh, the, uh, the, the pressure that I felt uh, was not to sort of, you know, live up to every moment of the series and that it needed to look this way and be that way, but it was much more about making sure that uh, we had a standalone film that would find new fans, but we were really, really keen that, the, you know, our loyal and wonderful and, and many uh, fans from around the world um, would would love this and that they would imbue each of these characters with the history that they have but also go with them on this on this new journey. And uh, and so we were always aware of it. Um, yesterday when we had our, you know, premiere, that was, that was the case as well, is that, uh, you know, we saw them all there. There were competition winners and people, you know, would come from far and wide to be able to be at that at that premiere um, and and I always feel you know so grateful to them because without them we don't get to you know make this film all these years after we finish the series and uh, and so yeah so they were omnipresent throughout um, and whilst I didn't want to do anything that was just to service them I certainly did want them to love us yeah. so that was that was a, a major goal of mine oh that's great that's fantastic must must be a great feeling um, how do you find working with so many different choreographers uh, on a film, especially you know this one, uh, because there seem to be so many? Do you ever have to take uh, take a step back as a director and let the choreographers take control? And and how do you feel about that? Completely, yes, yeah. The um, I'm a you know a terrible dancer. I have no uh, <laughs> choreographic bone in my body when it comes to dance. 
However, you know, I certainly have my own taste and I was able to, and I love dance, so I was able to watch it and work with them. But, you know, so much of working with the choreographers is like working with the actors. It's not the sort of the, the nuance of it needs to, you know, I need a, a pirouette into something here that's got to do this or that. It's, it's much more philosophically what this needs to say and then they, with their talents, let that manifest in through their choreography. So, you know, we wanted one of the dance ensemble pieces to be uh, a little bit inaccessible and perhaps slightly pretentious and the, the choreographer in our story, Miranda's character, wanted to make a statement and so once you give them that brief, they go, oh yeah, I know those sort of pieces, you know, I've, I've done a few of those myself or, you know, I've been reviewed to have done those sort of things. So, um, you know, and other ones say we want this to be delicate and very beautiful and tactile and, you know, we want to, you know, feel the character's connection and then they go away and do this beautiful stuff. So um, I lent on them as I do with, you know, all of my talented HODs I get to collaborate with you know very heavily and then we shoot so fast you you know you watch it a few times it looks great next thing you know you're shooting it and, and suddenly it's in the dailies and it's done that's it so um, you know and then and then you hope that it, you know by the time you come to cut it all together you've got all of these wonderful pieces to be able to show off the dancing but more importantly you know uh, find a way to infuse the story and the stakes into each of those pieces um, Were there as many choreographers on the TV series uh, as there were on this film during your time? I think we ended up with about three or four choreographers working on different things um, in the film. I'm sure in the TV show, across all the seasons, they used a bunch, yeah. you know, because it's just the volume of work and the speed at which, you know, uh, they had to ha output all of these great dance pieces. Um, but, yeah, we would just go very specific. You know, if we wanted a, a specific piece within the film, we would go to the, you know, because we're, there's not a huge amount of dance films made in Australia, so oddly you can go to basically any choreographer and say, listen, would you like to collaborate with us on this? And we'll certainly, you know, um, you know film it in a great way and, and hopefully do you proud. So, uh, you know, Joe Werner, our producer, approached some really terrific people and we were um, incredibly lucky to get uh, uh, those elite choreographers. And, so, you know, in one case of the Melbourne Dollar Company, their, uh, their whole company on board. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's such a, such a magical and special part of it. Um, and... Uh, you know, and ultimately the film won't sort of live and die fully by, you know, how great the dance pieces are. It'll be much more about, you know, whether you care and connect with the characters. But yes. we certainly want it for all of our fans and for people who love dance to be able to uh, show them some beautiful stuff on screen as well. Uh, last century you spent most of your career as an actor and uh, so far this century you've spent it uh, in the director's chair. Was this a natural progression for you uh, to move into directing? Was it something that you always wanted to do? completely in love with like being on set I just thought that film sets and the film business in general is just the most incredible you know place in the world and I, I really didn't know any I don't know anything else I've only you know from the age of seven I've been on film sets and loved it so um, I think for me I got to a point where you know even chatting with my parents as a you know, teenager I thought you know I'm at a point now where I need to either say there's going to be a fallback and I better go to you know university and get a degree in something that I can fall back on or uh, you know, I'm going to pursue this. And when I decided to pursue it, it wasn't to say, listen, you know, my sole thing would be that I want to be a director and I've got a unique directorial voice and I've got to get that out there. It was more to say, I love this business. I think that the areas I might be able to be good at would be, uh, at that time, was a cinematographer, a first AD or director or, you know, possibly a producer. And so they were the jobs I zeroed in on. Um, and I think my, my number one of all of those was, was to be a director. So, uh, you know, that was that was what that journey was, I guess. And, and you know, that time as an actor uh, certainly um, just made me completely smitten. And uh, and I think that, you know, the, the, the business, you know, has sort of led me to a you know, certain, you know, chapter now. So 
uh, yeah, to you know, remain so grateful for because it's such a fickle business and such a you know, it can be um, it can be highs and lows. But uh, yeah, I just feel so fortunate to be able to have um, strung you know multiple jobs together and, and worked on great scripts. I'm very very grateful. That's great. Uh, one of your most famous roles is obviously as Bronson in Round the Twist. Uh, do you still have fond memories of working on that? Absolutely, and oddly, the uh, the ACTF who made Round the Twist, um, Australian Children's Television Foundation, which is kind of an institution, really, of wonderful '90s uh, children's television shows and and beyond. But certainly in that era, they were you know as big as as, as things could be. They're they're the production company you know that make Dance Academy the film. So I'm, I work with people who I work with now, even on this feature film, that were around when I was making Round the Twist as a nine-year-old, you know, so it's a, it's, a very, it's a very strange and long journey that you're on with all these folk, uh, and Round the Twist for me was, without a doubt, the most iconic show that I've, you know, been a part of, and that uh, to meet people now who haven't thought about it in 10 or 15 years, and then someone will jog their memory, and, and they talk about it with such affection and love, and it's sort of a, a cheesy kind of, you know, uh, retro something that has kind of attached itself to around the twist that's, um, that's really fun to, to sort of objectively observe as well now as a 30-something, you know. <laughs> so are you surprised at its longevity and, uh, you know, and the effect that it still has on audiences today? Well, I think that with Round the Twist, it was, I remember that I was the audience of the show. You know, I was at that age when it, when it came out, you know, we would have our Friday... Uh, reward in class, you know, in primary school, if you were well-behaved, you got to watch an episode of Round the Twist, and, and you know, rainy days, you could watch Round the Twist, and so I think that it's it's sort of, uh, even though it's a, it was a really fun show, it was kind of shoved down the throat of all of the kids for about 10 years, you know, so the fact that it's part of popular culture, and it's, uh, and that, you know, most people, certainly my age, you know, I'm 34, and, and around my age have all seen it. There's very, very few people who haven't at one stage or another, you know, been either forced to watch it or watched it by choice. Um, and so, yeah, so I, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing legacy that that show has, and it's certainly bigger than any of its parts. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, wonderful and iconic, you know, Australian series, and I was only on it for, you know, it's made up about 10 weeks of my life, but I was wow. really grateful for it to have happened, and... Uh, and, you know, and, and I watched the first series, I was in the second series, I watched the yes. first series at home with my sister on Sunday morning and just loved it, and, you know, and then I was in the second series and they can keep making more series after that, so I don't feel like it's, you know, I had a huge impact on it, but I certainly am, am very grateful that I was a part of that, that show. Wow. Uh, so do you hope to come back to the uh, Dance Academy world again? Yeah, I'd love for them to make another film. I think it'll be completely determined by, uh, you know, how this one goes, but I know that... Um, uh, you know, I'm very, very proud of this film, and I'd, you know, I'd like to think that our audience will respond well to it. Um, and I know that we've, uh, you know, we would love to continue to explore these characters because they, you know, their, their journeys are so interesting, and Sam Strauss's writing is so terrific. Um, that is, uh, that'll be something I'm a step removed from. So, I, you know, it'll be whether, uh, you know, it looks like that there's enough momentum and energy behind it to be able to continue exploring it, or, um, or what'll happen. But. You know, they can keep the stories relevant and be able to progress with the times. You know, it's not 2009 anymore. That you know, it's a different era when they, when, from when they first came up with it. Um, and if they can stay relevant and keep, you know, challenging what the ideas and uh, and what it is to be going through different things that you know, uh, in you know, your teenage life and late teens, and um, you know, I, I'll stay part of it, that team for as long as possible. Fantastic. That's great news. Well, uh, Jeffrey, thank you very much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Cinema Australia podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes.
For all the latest Australian film news, reviews, features and interviews, you can visit www.cinemaaustralia.com.au. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Australia.